Today's episode of The Little Pod That Could is brought to you by Clarity Media. Clarity Media is the business of my good friend Tyler Knup. He uh, takes incredible photos. He can do all kinds of events, weddings, portraits, family portraits, senior portraits, nature scapes, whatever you need high quality pictures of, he can do them for you. Uh, check him out on Instagram at Clarity with a K underscore media dot com or no not dot com just underscore media at Instagram uh, or on Instagram. We're also brought to you today by Rescued Heroes. Uh, Rescued Heroes is a company I run uh, where we raise some money for rescue and shelter dogs by selling stickers online. We just started a summer sale yesterday, so I think it's running for two weeks, a hot summer sale. Both the stickers are discounted on the website, like heavily discounted. So you've been looking at them, you've been seeing them, you're like, oh yeah, I should check that site out. Listen, every sticker you buy goes to help a rescue shelter dog. We're not keeping any of the profits. We literally take the money and put it in a jar. And then when, uh, right now, what when Marion Rescue, Marion County Rescue says they need food, we go bring them a little bit of food. When they needed uh, some training treats, they ran out. We took them some training treats. We're also looking at maybe trying to help a couple of other rescues in the area, but we need to raise some more money first. So get on the site, buy some stickers, and know that it's helping uh, improve the lives of dogs waiting for their forever homes. So check that out at Rescued Heroes on Instagram and Facebook. Also, the website is I Love rescuedheroes.com rescued with a d today's episode of the podcast gets us back to the interview style uh which is really fun um we're interviewing the members of a band called blinn um connor ulysses and alex joined me on the podcast uh ulysses joined us sort of off and on when he had a clear signal and their uh, other member John was not able to make it but it's it was fun to talk to those guys um, hear a little bit about their band the intro song that you heard today to the podcast was a bit of their first single which you can find on all major platforms Apple Music Spotify Google Play all of that Um, also we will link to their uh, link tree in the um, show notes or in the posts, what we've got going on here. But uh, they are a really talented band, and it was fun to talk to them. And so without further ado, here's Blint. Welcome to Little Pod That Could. Uh, we have a special episode today. The first one with uh, multiple people on the line all at once. The band Blinn. Three of the four members are here joining us today. We have Ulysses, 
uh, Connor and Alex. Guys, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, for thanks, sure, man. for sure. Thanks. And uh, I'll try to throw to you guys individually asked questions so that we don't have everybody talking at once. I'll do my best here. Um, Connor, let's start with you because you are you're the lead singer, right? That is correct. Okay. Uh, can you go over with me, like, what is the inspiration for the band name? Like, where did it come from? Does it have any significance? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story because it doesn't have any significance. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of one of those things where we had a name way back when we kind of first started jamming. And basically it was our own fault that we took so long to actually put any music up. Um, and that name got taken. Um, and we had to kind of, you know, think of a, a new name and it's becoming more and more difficult to, to actually find a name that isn't already taken. For uh, sure. Now, is this when you were talking about like back in Salem jamming? No, this was no. like three, three ish years ago. Okay. Uh, so is this, Seattle. can we talk about that name? I don't know. Is there any, is that the crossing? Is that? No. So the name was actually, um, Mona Vale. Okay. And, um, it was just a random name of a Australian beach town that I found on Google and, huh. Thought it sounded cool and all the guys liked it and so we kind of ran with that for a bit and then like i said we looked on spotify one day and sure enough some some guy had taken it and so we had to kind of go back to square one and okay. we ended up going through like i don't even know how many names like trying to find something that wasn't taken but everything we liked was taken and so then you know we're just throwing out random acronyms or just like words that don't even exist um and then one day i'm scrolling back kind of looking through all the names and alex had, had suggested this name blyn b-l-y-n okay and i was like you know that's that's kind of cool so i i looked it up on like all platforms and it wasn't taken and so um talked about it with the other guys and we just kind of went for it <laughs> so it's it's really what it came down to was it it wasn't taken it sounded cool it was simple it was easy to remember yeah. four letters um but yeah as far as like meaning or significance there there isn't really anything uh to go along with that unfortunately okay all right and alex is there anything that like have you noticed that how uh, that the band's name has uh, importance like does it matter or do people just really care more about the music uh i think I think we toiled too much about like, oh, it has to have so much meaning. Sure. And all sure. of a sudden it was like, we're just here to make music. Not, right. You know, provide an amazing brand experience, which is good to do as well. But um, yeah, I think we just wanted to do that. At the same time, like what looks good, writing it out. Like you could have, I think we had a couple names, but they were like too long. Mm -hmm. So it just came down to like what we feel is good. Because if you think about it, how many band names out there like make no sense? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Hmm. So that was, I think, I don't know if like we publicly talk about this, but it turns out Blinn is also a place in Washington. Oh, interesting. So it's, like, it's like a little random town. So that maybe. No one lives there. So we're going to play a homecoming show. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Point. Maybe when you get ready to release this EP, you should do your show in Blinn. Yeah. Um, Probably. Yeah. No, okay. All right. We'll see what's up with the people of Blinn. See, see where they're at. Um, 
Ulysses, uh, can you kind of go over? Well, actually, it'd be good to have everybody. I kind of talk about. I, I mentioned Connor that you're the lead singer, but it'd be good to kind of go over who. There's four guys in the band. What does everybody do? So yeah, I play drums. Okay. <laughs> so Connor, maybe you can jump in. I'll <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. Bit. Can you? Uh, um, so Ulysses plays drums. Has been playing for a long time. I know that just from knowing him. How about you? Yeah, um, so I, I do some guitar and some keys um, in the band as well as, as singing. And, um, do you want me to go ahead and say what John does too? Yeah, please, since he's not with us. Yeah, so, so John um, plays bass in the band, but okay. he's one of those guys that can play many different instruments. Um, okay. And fun fact, we actually have a fifth member. Oh, um, but he moved <laughs> and decided that he wanted to to leave us and go to Nashville. So okay. he he lives in Nashville, but he's still very much like a part of our creative process. And um, he was actually just just out here in Seattle helping me track some strings for for a new song. And so, um, yeah, his name is Serge, and okay. he's kind of our hidden hidden member he's like the secret and weapon exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah and okay. he can play he can play drums keys guitar bass he's he's just a freak nice so, yeah okay and alex what do you do in the band uh i play guitar okay um that's about it okay but uh Lead yeah, guitar rhythm uh connor and i kind of just do a bit of both okay um yeah, we're gonna just depending on what it sounds like. I think sometimes if you talk about lead and like rhythm guitar, you almost kind of put yourself into a box. Sure. Whereas we kind of take the approach of like it. I may be doing more lead parts, but really we're playing to each other. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And for either one of you, uh, as far as I was gonna talk about this a little later, but it seems to kind of make sense here. The creative, like the songwriting process, how. What's your guys' process for that? How does it work? Does one person do the majority of it? Do you guys write together? Like, how does that work? Uh, it it kind of depends. We've done a few songs where we have kind of a a demo idea that myself or Serge um, just kind of you know is jamming on by ourselves, and then we'll bring it to the rest of the band and say like, "Hey, is this something we could?" you know, vibe with is something we can add to. Um, and then we have done it the complete opposite too, where we literally start with nothing and we just get in a room with all of our instruments and start playing and riffing. And if it turns into something cool, then we record it and we keep adding to it. And so I think both ways have been successful for us so far. Hmm. Um, and so that's really cool. I don't think that we necessarily have like a one specific way that we have to write music, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, especially because at the end of the day, we're we just are big music nerds, and we we love to experiment and and try you know to do things that we haven't done before. So I think that involving different uh methods in the writing process and like you know being able to all 
have like our own voice um, mm -hmm. in the process just makes it really fun. Um, mm. So, yeah. And how do you deal with like, because uh, I feel like anytime you do something creative, there's always that moment like where you're like, oh, I kind of like this idea. And like right before you put it out there to the rest of the guys, you're kind of like, you know, like how do you deal with that? I hope they like this. Or is there, is the band just like so supportive? All that stuff is, it's easy to come and bring new ideas or? Yeah. Um, Alex, I'm curious what you think about this, but I think that uh, I definitely always have a little bit of nerves. Just, I think naturally, um, people who make art uh they attach a piece of themselves to it yeah and the last thing that an artist you know really wants to hear is that somebody thinks it's terrible <laughs> right. so I, right. I think that um there's always a little bit of that even though these guys are i've known them forever and we all you know have nothing to prove with each other but I think there's always going to be a little bit of that, like, um, like if, especially if I'm really pumped on an idea, um, you know, it's sometimes hard for me to let it go. If like nobody else likes it, then I'm like, oh man, but it's so cool. Or vice versa. Sometimes the rest of the guys like something and I don't at all, but it's just like, you know, one of those things of being a team player and like um, understanding that everybody's, everybody has the same goal in mind. Um, so there's, you know, there's no like beef between anybody or like, uh, tension or anything like that, because we all understand that it's we're doing a, this. Sure. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's a team effort and we're all doing this because we love it and we love each other. We're all really good friends. And yeah. So, but yeah, Alex, I'm curious what you think about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think definitely what Connor, said mm -hmm. definitely resonate with that and especially i think it's like each in our own instruments we just hear things that were like oh that's so cool and it mm. can be really easy to get into your little bucket of i really like the way this sounds and kind of selfishly you want it to stay but then okay. you know it's like there may be parts like that we maybe play live they're like oh but it's so cool but mm -hmm. it just you know we got to simplify it as we record it so some stuff you can't hold on too tightly because at the end of the day we're trying to make a a collective song so sure um, but yeah no i think it's it's like give or take at the end of the mm. day like we'll try stuff and if it works cool if it doesn't i don't think we're like i don't think we're attached too much to anything yeah but that's i don't think we've, we haven't yeah. we haven't really had a big blow up about something like that yet you so. haven't had an oasis moment or no john and yoko none, none of that stuff happening yet okay that's no not yet no. uh <laughs> alex how did the band form uh man this was quite a while ago we're kind of like mm -hmm. that that band story where people just jam a long time okay we kind of were like oh this is cool and then some of us got married mm -hmm. just, you know life kicks in sure. and then we were kind of in like a holding pattern because like oh that those demos are cool but you know it's it's what it was you move on with your life and then uh, John actually texted us one day like a voice memo of one of the songs he was like guys this is so good I want to start playing again and mm. we we're like sweet and so we all kind of felt the same way and then we met and we we're like let's just do cool music that's like our goal we're not trying to 
make it famous or rich. Okay. Um, but yeah, we just like all had passions for doing that. And we kind of liked what we had so far. We actually, the last time we were jamming was when Serge still lived here. So okay. he was definitely a part of that. And so like Serge moved. And so that definitely added into a little bit of the momentum killer. But hmm. uh, that's, that's kind of how it started. I don't know if there was ever like a, was there like a defining day, Connor? I don't believe. I don't know if I remember. Like, hey, let's start a band. Um, Maybe at least it's my memory, but I don't know if we we haven't connected. Yeah, I think I think he's he's lost in the wilderness right now. Wait, I, I think he's back. I'm back. There hey, he is. <laughs> don't, don't, don't count on me. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, I don't remember specifically. Uh, do you, Connor? I just remember two two moments. The first time that we ever met to jam, and then the moment when... Wait, can you tell that story? Back up. Can you tell that story? Yeah. Um, so we all knew each other just from... I mean, like, Lisa and I grew up together. We were yeah. basically neighbors. Um, went to every every uh, school together, elementary, middle, high school, college. like, mm-hmm. um, And so we've been playing music together forever. And and then um, the rest of the guys we met either through college or just the musician community in Seattle, like isn't as big as it used to be. So mm-hmm. um, you just get connected to people. And so we met John and Serge through some mutual friends that were musicians. And um, yeah, I think that we were just like, Hey, let's find a space to, you know, just go, see what happens we all had a lot of similar influences and similar ways of thinking about music and so we met up at um northwest university uh, on the east side of seattle and uh, in this little like band room practice room thing and had no agenda other than just to jam and uh i think like we literally jammed like one chord progression and one riff for like an hour straight because it felt hmm. so good. Like interesting. So right from just, the get go, it was just like, yeah, it was poetry just like, motion. It was like just this chemistry that, um, I think all of us had kind of been like looking for, you know, like we were trying to find our musical soul, soulmates in a way, mm-hmm. like, like, um, who are the people that think like us and like, you know, uh, cause there's so many ways to think about music, man. It's like, so many um, approaches and um, stylistic, uh, you know, preferences and all these things. So to find some guys that actually like think just like you, we all have our like we all have our creative differences, but we all um, value like the same things in a song or in in music in general. And so I think that it all hit us at the same time, and we were just like, "Dude, this is sick." <laughs> Hmm. So that's what I remember. It was just a lot of fun. Um, and from there, we just kept kept jamming, kept jamming. And yeah. Hmm. And could each of you, like, speak on, like, your musical influences, stuff you listened to growing up, uh, maybe even stuff you're really into right now, or um, I'm just kind of interested to, like, what are you listening to? What did you listen to? Um, <clears throat> well... I kind of was uh, sheltered a little bit more than most in terms of music. In terms okay. of my parents wouldn't let me 
you know, I'd, I'd always be like caught trying to, to tune into stuff like on different radio stations. Uh, I think instantly the, the first thing I was always drawn to, at least up here, I know every state has it, but like 95.7, which is like the rock, a classic rock station. Okay. Uh, that was always like what my dad would listen to in the car. Like if there was like a radio station that was on, it's usually that. So like definitely a lot of, um, like I think some of the first MP3s that I bought or downloaded from like iTunes way back in the day, put on my iPad nano or iPod nano, the little, like <laughs> yeah. little ch- the chubby rectangle one with okay. the widescreen, yep. uh, <clears throat> was like guns and roses, Van Halen, like all the like ACDC, all the classic. Well, I guess ACDC wasn't on iTunes for a while, so that's a throwback. Yeah. But yeah, all like the classic rock songs. And then I remember I got in the guitar because I heard I was at a friend's house. He had like a cheap Costco guitar, and I heard him turn on the distortion setting, and I was like, "That's the sound that I hear in those rock songs." And I was like, "I wanna, I wanna play guitar." Hmm. So that's definitely like a big um, influence. Uh, I think like growing up to a little bit of like alternative ish like reliant k and then like gotten to hardcore music i know like connor and elise has definitely had that background too mm-hmm. um yeah but <laughs> yeah i don't know right now i'm kind of i think i think i'm kind of like music searching at the moment i kind of just okay. listening to a lot of things i don't know if i have like a a go-to album at the moment okay um Kind of just like I love, I love going down Spotify artist holes, kind of like mm. doing that on YouTube. But like okay. you'll click on an artist that you like, and then you see the related artists or people also listen to, and then you'll go find like those artists and like mm. dive kind of deep. But yeah, it's I don't know. I'm kind of like just figuring out what I'm feeling at the moment. But mm. um, definitely like more like vibey songs because I'm a guitarist, guitar heavy song. So okay, but uh, yeah, All right. Ulysses. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think rock is in all of our roots. Um, mm-hmm. like, I think we are big fans of just rock music overall, like even like classic rock. Mm-hmm. I grew up like on Latin music, okay. so that's just like what I grew up on. And then eventually, like close to my teen years, I kind of discovered rock. And from there, like it, I was just stuck on it for years, so... Yeah, big fan of of uh, rock music. The hardcore scene was definitely a thing during like my high school years. Can you give like so, a specific band or two that you were heavy into? I was really into this band called Undergrowth. Uh, so okay. they're like a, a big like hardcore band, and then uh, it's like another band. There's another band called A Day to Remember. Okay, they're, they're cool. Hmm. I don't know if they still do music. Where's Prada? August Bridge. Yeah, Rainbow. so <laughs> the list okay. goes on. But All right. All definitely right. into hardcore music as a teen. Um, now, I think it it varies, like, weekly. I try to kind of challenge myself to listen to more and more new music each week. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Fridays are a really good day because there's, like, the new releases and stuff. Yeah. So, like, today, I'll, I'll hop on like new releases and just try to see like what's cool mm-hmm. yeah i've been into do uh favorite bands is keen and they kind of went away for a couple years okay and yesterday which is super dope and mm-hmm. they'll be releasing an album later this year connor what about you 
So my mom um, is like a music like glossary. Like she knows all music. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I would quiz her. I would just turn on the radio and just like quiz her on songs, hmm. especially if they were like pre millennium songs like 90s mm -hmm. 80s 70s 60s she could like okay. almost name every single one and that was always like so impressive to me mm -hmm. so it was a goal of mine from a young age to to be like her so i wanted to just listen to everything and anything and um someday be able to to beat her in in, in knowing uh you know, what the songs were that were on any radio station. And, and so, um, yeah, I think I started, my mom got me heavily into like Michael Jackson, Van Halen, okay. Toto, um, mm -hmm. a lot of the eighties pop stuff. Um, huh. she got me into bands like Zeppelin and, um, just like good, good old, you know, simple music that was like great songs and great melodies, great riffs. And so, um, that, that always kind of set my trajectory of like what I was looking for in, in music from any genre was just mm -hmm. like, how was the songwriting? How was the production? How was the, the melody lines? How did everything flow together? Was it cohesive? Was it mm -hmm. memorable? Like how was like was the hook really, really hooky, you know, like um, all that kind of stuff. And hmm. I definitely um, just in my teenage years, like filled with angst and whatnot, I got really into punk and hip hop and listened to stuff that my parents never would have approved of, but I <laughs> snuck it onto my MP3 player somehow. And okay. um, I remember being in elementary school and like, all the kids were talking about 50 cent and Eminem. And I was like, who are these? Like, how do you guys know who these guys are? And then, uh, and then I remember just like hearing them and being like, well, like there was, there was just like kind of a risk factor. Like listening mm -hmm. to them. It was dangerous. Like, Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh, I know my parents, like my parents don't really <laughs> listen to this, but it's so cool. And then I had that same attitude towards punk rock and metal and like, um, all that sort of rebellious anarchist music, which I still love to this day. Um, hmm. And then, uh, yeah, over time, just like getting older and like music has changed so much, even since, you know, I can remember starting to listen to music. It's gone through so many waves of uh, what's cool, what's not cool, like what instruments are really being featured in music now, as opposed to back then. And, so I still listen to a bunch of old stuff. I know we all do. We, we still listen to the stuff we listen to as kids and the stuff our parents listen to. And, mm -hmm. um, but I think as of late, I have been trying to listen to more like international music. Just mm. there's, a, there's a really like beautiful, there's just something beautiful about like the ways that people from other countries and cultures think about music because it's completely different than how Americans do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just been really cool to kind of like try and pull influences from music from all over the world. Um, 
Do you so, have an international band you think people should should be listening to? Uh, yeah. Let me see. I would say. So there's this guy, and he is Japanese, um, and his name is Shintaro Sakamoto. Okay. And he's really cool, just like kind of a soft rock vibe, but he's got got some really interesting, like almost Latin influenced, like rhythm section stuff, which is really cool. And he sings all in Japanese, um, so th- that guy's really cool. So there's this other band called, I think it's pronounced Dengue, Dengue, Dengue. It's D-E-N-G-U-E. Lisa, am I saying that right? Uh, yeah, if it's got a U, it's probably Dengue. Dengue. So it's Dengue, Dengue, Dengue. Um, they're really cool. Um, yeah. there's. I think what I'm really drawn to is like how other cultures, just like how the drums and like the rhythm, how they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Latin music, African music, like they have such like unique, even like, uh, Indian music, like super unique, like rhythm sections, the drum mm-hmm. grooves are like super important to the music. Yeah. Um, but they're all very, very, very different. Um, mm. and it's just, yeah, it's been a, kind of a fun, fun to explore. Okay. And the question we really need to know is when you and your mom go head to head now, in music trivia, who wins? Depends on the. It depends on what decade of music we're listening to. Ooh, if, okay. Uh, she still has me for '80s music, like. Wow. Just okay. because that those were her formative years, and yeah. so anything from the '80s, like I've gotten pretty good, but she is like unbeatably good uh, when <laughs> okay. it comes to '80s music. All um, right. '70s, '60s were pretty had pretty you know close. '90s, 2000s. I might have her at this point. Um, mm. And then especially like the really, really recent stuff. I'm pretty sure she yeah. doesn't care about at all. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. I, I got her there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All what right. About 40s and 50s music. Does anyone ever, you know, <laughs> give love to the 40s and 50s? I feel like those are some neglected decades of music. I mean, oh. jazz, jazz from those, from those decades were amazing. <clears throat> right. Maybe let's but, make, let's make that the, the take home assignment. Uh, comment down below your favorite 40s era um, vocal. There you go. Maybe some some 50s bebop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have the viewers give us some, uh, or listeners, listeners, give us some mm-hmm. suggestions. Okay. All right. I, I need like some it. new music. Okay. I like it. Um, you guys just played a show recently, correct? Yeah, we played a couple in the last few months, um, which has been super fun. And are you playing, like, uh, new stuff, stuff you're recording, uh, stuff you're trying out, old stuff you played forever? What do, we, what do those shows look like? All of the above. Okay. Uh, some, some of the set are songs that we first jammed with, like, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other songs are songs we wrote, like, just a few months ago. Hmm. So okay. um, it's kind of a conglomerate of everything we've done thus far. And do you have other shows scheduled or? Um, we don't at the moment. We okay. we kind of went over like a kind of a breakdown schedule of what we're hoping our summer will look like. And mm-hmm. we're really just trying to 
to finish um, recording this project um, so we can, you know, have have something uh, tangible for people to to get their hands on a full, you know, a full project um, is definitely our goal. We're open to playing and we we most likely will be playing throughout the summer. But I think our main goal sure, is, the focus is on recording. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Alex, what's the best part of being in a band? Um, definitely all the juice boxes. Um, <laughs> okay. No, we have this running joke about that we were at a, uh, the first place we jammed actually had juice boxes, like the like moths or treetop juice boxes, like things mm-hmm. little kids eat. Mm-hmm. But that just became like our in between jams. Like we just we need to take a second to think about what we just played. Mm-hmm. We just be drinking juice boxes. Um, <laughs> so. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my go-to. Um, okay. But on a serious note, uh, I I don't know. I think there's definitely I think the our favorite thing, the guys probably can speak for this too, is just playing live. There's definitely like hmm. when you're <clears throat> we, and all the bands you've been in before, and even with Blim, there's like a feeling you get when you're playing like music. You kind of just like get into a zone. I remember our first show; it went by so quickly. I mean, it was like a 30 minute set. But mm-hmm. it felt like it was like 10 minutes because we were just like all like just grooving with each other and like, you know, stage interaction and playing off and like hearing things live. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a really hard like feeling to describe. It's not necessarily like euphoric, but mm-hmm. I guess maybe in a way it is. But I think like that for me is like the that's the most rewarding thing and definitely keeps it going. Um mm. And it's also just fun to, to like make music and have people like enjoy that. That's yeah. always, hmm. it's always like a, I think it's kind of not like it's selfish, like, Oh, give us gratification for what we just wrote. But yeah, you know, in a, in a way, like you're glad that someone could have a positive experience. So it's sure. Fun getting, you're, like, those yeah. You're sharing your for sure. So forth. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I'd be curious to know for all of you guys, how do you balance, because I, I can't remember, someone mentioned people getting married and getting jobs and all that. How do you balance, you know, everyday life stuff with um, trying to, you know, be in the band, make the band happen, you know, make progress with what you're doing? How do you how do you find a balance with that stuff? I think it, yeah, I, I think it comes down to just, like, what we're willing to do with all our extra time, right? And I think we're all pretty busy so i think when we have a rehearsal or we're, when we're in the studio we're like you know straight to to business and like giving it like everything we have and sometimes it means some late nights uh like weekends usually we're like okay well we'll rehearse for i don't know four sometimes six hours before a show and um there's then there's there's got to be flexibility with everybody too so just finding a time that works for everybody planning ahead and um yeah really it just means losing sleep sometimes but <laughs> okay. it's worth it i think yeah hmm. so your strategy is just lose sleep yeah man. okay <laughs> i <laughs> guess right. all right connor what about you yeah i'm i'm in a different season than um all the other guys because i am engaged now but for a while i was the only one that wasn't married and I didn't even have a girlfriend at the time. And so I was, um, you know, I could kind of do whatever, whenever, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I don't think that I have really experienced yet, um, you know, the challenge of like being married and like, uh, you know, having to, to juggle that, um, that element. But as of March 20th of 2020, I will be, um, I will be learning what that's like. So, yeah, uh, I know that it'll, it'll have its challenges, but I just admire the other guys for, um, for a taking care of their wives. Cause that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, uh, you know, making time to, to just see the band stuff happen and, um, and, you know, sacrificing, um, yeah, like Elisa said, sleep or, or money or, or just time in general to, so that we can all just kind of see this thing keep growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Alex, what about you? How do you balance the band and, and other life stuff? Um, yeah, I think kind of like Elisa's, you just got to pick and choose what you do. Um, mm-hmm. Something I've heard Elisa say a bunch of times is you, hey, you have 24 hours in the day and it's like you have to decide what do you do with the 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely late nights and I think we all have like supportive wives and they're like wanting us to pursue our dreams and passions. So that's always great. So if anything, we owe it to them because if, you know, if they were like, no, you can't do this, we wouldn't, this wouldn't be a thing. So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I think you just, you just got to pick and choose like what you do. I also don't really sleep, so um, that also helps. But <laughs> Okay, all right. And uh, do you guys have like a strategy for promotion? Like um, what's your social media stuff like? Where can people find you? Yes. <laughs> yes, um, okay. Yeah, I think we – I mean we're on most things. Um, okay. we have like a kind of our, I don't know, our promotion is very just kind of, we all, we all kind of have somewhat experience of doing some sort of band work and promotion stuff just mm-hmm. to all varying degrees. So usually it's <clears throat> like working on content. So like images, little videos, like for our, our first EP release, um, we really, we really utilize Instagram. I think that's probably like the biggest platform visually and audio mm-hmm. wise that use gets used a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing stuff on there and I think all of us are kind of just like looking to see like what inspires us even like on the non-social media thing. Like mm-hmm. I remember we were talking early on about like we saw just like an individual do something kind of creative with like just their regular profile and like, Oh, we haven't really seen like a band do that. That would be kind mm-hmm. of cool. And I think at the same time, again, like we're not trying to put ourselves in a box and be like, oh, we can't do that because it hasn't been done. Sure. Um, Have you ever thought about live streaming a concert? No, we haven't. But I think it's kind of funny. John's wife apparently films every show and like every song usually. Mm -hmm. But we actually, our first show, we were like, man, I wish you could have figured out like what we did at that time. And we found out like a month later. It was like, oh, yeah, she actually recorded it all. So we're like, oh, sweet. Nice. Uh, But live streaming would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. There's a couple live clips of us somewhere up online, um, mm-hmm. but 
But it'd be kind of cool if, you know, I, the next show, you just did a live stream, too, for people that couldn't be there. You know, you could, I don't know. You're doing it anyway. Yeah. Might as well, like, put it out there for people. But anyway. Right. Or, you, or, usually, or usually parents are live streaming, one of the two. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so we got. That's, like, that's, we, the, that's the dad thing to do is to live stream. That's, why we, that's why we invite our parents, because then we know for sure everything will be documented. Okay, so now you got to start, you know, promoting your dad's Instagram, you know, and his. his my dad, has, my dad has enough stream. promotion by himself. He's, <laughs> he doesn't need any more promotion. <laughs> All right, nice, nice. And so you guys are working on the EP. You have a, a, a GoFundMe Kickstarter. What do we got going on? Something for the project, correct? Yep. Yeah. All right. Can um, someone talk about that? Yeah, we can probably each talk about little pieces of it. Yeah, um, we're doing we're doing an Indiegogo. Okay. Um, what exactly is that for people like so me? So that, that that's like Indiegogo Kickstarter. Is. It's GoFundMe. It's like a crowdfunding uh, platform. Okay. Um, and so we're working on basically like our live shows. We're playing probably six original songs. Okay. Um, some of which we've played more than others. Some are more fleshed out. Um, so kind of the thing is, we feel like we have a a good kind of selection to work on kind of our first project. So. With that, we've already kind of started that process, but as people may or may not know, that process kind of gets you know pricey, obviously, because sure. you know, to have to do it well, mm-hmm. um, there's people that are skilled in their craft, and so you partner with other people to do that. And so um, we've already kind of started that process, but we've set up some um, some kind of tiers that people can kind of back and almost join the journey with us, um, okay. and almost kind of I think it's kind of cool when you do stuff like this, especially artists. Like it's one thing to buy a really cool pen on Kickstarter and mm-hmm. then you get something you may use and it's just kind of like an item as opposed to like an experience like this. You're kind of going along the journey with us and we're, you know, making things that can stir up emotions and feelings in people. I feel like that definitely goes a lot further than like a material good. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. That being said, though, we do have like some of our, our kind of tier levels that like you can support us, get the EP, get a hoodie. We have a pretty cool okay. one. It's like doing a vinyl. Um, we're trying to. I'm not a vinyl guy, but I know like Elise. Oh yeah, big vinyl Connor, guy. Connor, Elise is a big vinyl guy. Big vinyl uh-huh. guy. Yeah, huge. <laughs> he should probably. He should have his own. He should have his own pod for just. Definitely, vinyl. he should. But he should. Um, yeah, but we're we've we have a bunch of reward levels just to um, allow people to kind of join us in that um, in different ways. Okay. Um, and how do you but, how do you yeah. find that? Um, it'll be a link tree link dot tree okay. slash blend sound. Okay. You can probably put it in like. Yeah, I'll put it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it. But okay. Yeah. It's also in our bio on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Blend and, sound everywhere. Okay, and is that so? Your Instagram handle is blend sound. Yep. Okay. Insta, right. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. They're all okay. they're all blend sound across the board. WhatsApp, okay. WeChat. Okay. YouTube. Tinder. <laughs> nice. Nice. That Hopefully people quickly. are swiping right. Um okay, let's see. <laughs> what else I we were I wanted to go over some more stuff so on the so how long does that Indiegogo run? Does it run for a certain amount of time or uh yeah we have we're kind of, we're about halfway we through it okay oh Lisa's is on it seven days left how many days left 
Oh man, so that's his, rough. His connection is so bad. <laughs> I think he said it's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, twenty-seven yes. days. Okay, so that's good. And and there's different tier levels. And your music is like you do have a single out, correct? Mm-hmm. And we it's on all the major song, platforms. Yeah. I did listen to it on Apple Music a couple times. Yeah. Um, yesterday, just in preparation. And I had heard it before when it dropped initially, but um, so it is on Spotify, Apple Music. Are, are there other major platforms that, that would be on? I don't. Yeah, literally every every music platform that exists. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it on YouTube? It's on, yep. Yep, it's on YouTube. Okay. It's also on. Uh, we just added it to the Facebook ecosystem, so you can go on the Instagram stories and search it now in the song search. Oh, cool! So and then like cool. put it on your story and. Yeah, so oh, like you know, all, people okay. put like video or like songs over there. Yeah, sometimes you can do that with our song too. So nice, nice. Yeah, okay, cool. Sweet. And and I'll link to all that stuff in the. It's a little bit harder to do on Instagram, but I'll do it on in the Facebook post for sure. Um, all right, cool. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to um, talk about or share? Um, shout out anything that I, that we forgot to talk about. Um, actually, right now, as we speak, um, our second single is being mixed oh, cool. by our guy Brian uh, up here in Seattle. So, um, what's the name of the song? Um, should I tell guys? Should I tell? Is it a secret? Oh, is anybody dang. Here? All right, drum breaking right. news, <laughs> breaking news on the pod. <laughs> yes, is, is it how we uh, bring people in into the pod? That's how. We, listen, if you want to hear the title of the new song, you gotta check the pod. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the song is called "The Mirror." Okay. Um, and yeah, it's it's probably my personal favorite song we've written yet. Okay. Um, and I uh, was insistent upon us recording this one next because i'm just so excited about it but okay. uh yeah hopefully yeah do we not, have a, a not release by, estimated not release of this month then okay. the beginning of july okay yeah. and let's talk about the first song too i forgot I, I did want to talk about so tell me the title of the first song and and give me like a what is it about um yeah where did it come from yeah so the first single is called worlds apart and okay. um, musically, the the initial idea came from Serge, and mm-hmm. he he sent me this this jam he had with that that like keyboard line, and and I had always really liked it, but it just kind of sat in my Dropbox for a long time, and then I just pulled it up one day and was like, well, maybe you know I could try like writing some melodies, lyrics, and and whatever. So started messing with it and. Um, brought it to the rest of the guys and we all jammed on it felt really good and so yeah we ended up just um choosing that one to record first i think it's it might be one of like it's it's definitely one of the bigger more aggressive songs that we have mm-hmm. um, it's very like in your face non-stop for three minutes and um this second song that we're releasing is like the opposite which is really cool yeah that'll be cool um but yeah worlds apart is basically i was when i was thinking about the lyrics i was just kind of 
wrestling with a lot of like just tension in the world, like tension between, you know, people's political, um, you know, parties or mm-hmm. social views or, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like, and it still is very much like this, you know, everybody just is divided and there, it just seems like there's no commonality in just being human um, sure. anymore, especially here in America. It's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough season for a lot of people. And I, I think I was just feeling that weight and feeling like, man, honestly, I just feel so distant from like other human beings, like from other people that are my neighbors or that I see at the coffee shop or that, um, I interact with on the train or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. um, so that title worlds apart just kind of came out of that, just feeling like, so, um, yeah, just like bothered by that, you know, like bothered by the fact that there is all this division and not knowing what to do about it. Um, so yeah, it definitely just kind of came out of that like frustration. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so the new song though is kind of the polar opposite as far as like the feel and the, the tone of the first song. Yeah, it's it's just a lot quieter. It's okay. simpler. Um, okay. And yeah, it's it's still our vibe and everything, but um, sure. I think it'll be cool just to have the first two singles be kind of the. Um, kind of showing like the range of like kind of how we write like we like writing big mm-hmm. like in your face songs but then we also like having songs that are quiet and dynamic and um yeah hmm. and do you have a targeted release date for the ep we don't we do not okay, um, okay. we'll probably start trying to figure that out once we um you know are are hitting the studio a little heavier this summer and and once we kind of see the pace that we're at recording the other tunes then we'll we'll probably be able to to set a date then but hopefully not too long yeah well when it's everybody loses interest in us (laughs) (laughs) yeah before when you decide to drop the ep we'll come back on we'll promote that and uh see if we can't uh get some people sell out your shows and do a live stream somebody's dad will be live streaming it and we'll be off and running so in the next 27 days though people have to go check out the indiegogo correct yes please that would be amazing that'd be awesome we're, okay, we're, not, we're, not, we're not desperate but we're, we're yeah there. but those those studio fees get get a little spendy yeah they do so, so yeah for sure okay anything else that i'm forgetting I think we covered okay. a lot. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for being on. It was great. Super fun. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.